Corn imports coming into Canada from the U.S. have dramatically increased due to the recent summer drought. Leftfield Commodity Research President Chuck Penner chatted with Golden West reporter Scott Bolton. What we've had over the last few years is some fairly gradual gains, and, and there always has been corn coming into Canada, but, but right now uh, we have uh, the U.S. reporting system is showing that uh, just a couple of months into the year, uh, into their marketing year, um, they've already sold uh, 1.36 million tons of, of corn. And uh, so last year at the same time, it was about 325,000 tons. So we're, we're several multiples of that higher. And is that expected to uh, come down and normalize anytime soon? or? No, actually, that's, um, there, was a, there was a big jump just in the last week. Uh, where uh, sales uh, jumped by about uh, 350,000 tons uh, just in one single week. Um, and, and no, we expect to see very, very strong corn exports uh, or, or Canadian corn imports, uh, put it that way, uh, from the U.S. for the rest of the year. Do you have any idea what some of the causes of this might be? Well, it, it, it's almost entirely driven by the drought uh, that we had this year. Um, Canadian barley production uh, is um, last year was about 10.7 million tons. Uh, this year it could be 6.5, uh, 6.7, so 4 million tons less than last year. So a large part of that uh, gets fed to our our livestock in Western Canada, and uh, just to make up that shortfall, we have to replace it with something. So corn is is one of the big ones. Um, uh, DDGs uh, are another one that we're that we're importing, um, but um, you know, in some years when we have a small barley crop, we uh, will feed wheat or we'll feed oats or you know a number of other grains. But those crops are also much smaller this year, so um, the the only the only place to really get some sizable volumes is uh, is corn from the U.S. So did uh, corn this year in the U.S., did it have a good year, or was it just kind of uh, less bad than we had it up here, kind of? Well, it was not a bad year for U.S. corn. That harvest is is still going on, and I think the yields were fairly positive. Um, the, the difficulty is uh, that the U.S. corn crop in the Dakotas, let's say, or Montana, uh, Montana doesn't grow as much, but in the Dakotas was poor. But elsewhere, if you go further south and further east, um, then you get into some, some pretty good corn crops. Um, and, uh, yeah, that didn't, didn't get hit by drought as bad. So how does the Canadian corn market kind of do, uh, I guess, in normal years? Well, it's kind of split into two, but in Western Canada anyway, um, again, we'll import, we'll Im- typically we'll import a few hundred thousand tons, um, you know, six, 800,000 tons f- uh, from the U.S., uh, into Western Canada, and um, and yeah, this year it could be two, three million tons uh, by the by the end of the day, just to replace the lost barley. The one thing is is that uh, at f- at first glance uh, we thought that that the U.S. corn coming in uh, would cause barley prices here to come off the highs, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, and so barley is still priced at a premium to corn. Uh, and to some degree, that's because there are feeders out there that just uh, will stick with using barley uh, almost um, uh, almost regardless of the price. 
rather than switch to to corn, which is which right now is cheaper than barley. That was Chuck Penner, Leftfield Commodity Research President, chatting with Golden West reporter Scott Bolton. Yesterday, Protein Industries Canada announced a new project to strengthen the use and understanding of fermentation processing technology in ingredient and food processing. A total of $1.3 million will be invested into the project. We heard from Protein Industries Canada CEO Bill Gruel. Project partners are doing some really incredible work to build capacity in Canada's plant-based food, feed and ingredient sector. It's important that we take the time to acknowledge the work that they're doing. And with this project alone, we're bringing new technology to small businesses across the country, making the sector more sustainable and helping train the next generation of workers. It's this type of collaborative effort that is setting Canada up to be a world leader in the supply of plant-based foods and ingredients. And we believe that Canada can supply 10% of the world's plant-based foods by 2035. That means 25 billion in annual sales, leading to a significant boost in our GDP and thousands of well-paying jobs for Canadians. And in order to meet that goal, we need more than just new foods and new ingredients. We need new ways of developing them, along with a strong talent base with diverse knowledge and skills. And the project we are announcing today takes another step towards both areas. Through a $1.3 million co-investment, the Saskatchewan Food Industry Development Centre, the University of Saskatchewan, the Global Agri-Food Advancement Partnership, and AgWest Bio are bringing new technology to Canadian SMEs, making our industry more sustainable and providing new job opportunities for Canadians. This consortia combines expertise that will lead to the establishment of new fermentation technologies, um, the fermentation processing represents a significant opportunity for Canadians. It's sustainable and affordable, thanks largely to its ability to utilize agriculture side streams in order to develop plant proteins, offering companies who utilize the opportunity to improve their return on investment. This new program, including its training aspects, will provide SMEs across the country with the opportunity to grow. This is thanks in large part to the access to the technology itself, which many SMEs haven't had a chance to utilize at this point. Provides a wide range of new commercialization opportunities, supporting Canadian innovation and helping expand the markets and footprints of our small and medium-sized enterprises that are the backbone of Canada's plant-based food sector. And they can do this all while meeting or improving their own sustainability goals, as fermentation processing is considered to be a more sustainable option with a higher profit margin than other processing methods currently available. Finally, with the pipeline of new talent that will come from the training program, SMEs will have plenty of new employees to choose from as they expand their businesses, strengthening both our labor markets and our economy. So I'd like to thank the Saskatchewan Food Industry Development Centre, the University of Saskatchewan, the Global Agri-Food Advancement Partnership, and AgWest Bio for putting this project together. That was Bill Gruel. He's the CEO with Protein Industries Canada. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.